are you okay? You sound Me? nasally. Yeah, even in that okay. I know. <laughs> um, I'm coming off. I'm coming off a cold. Dang dog. They not they a cold me. when it's warm. They you had me see it. in the streets. <laughs> oh, okay. They, uh, Note to self. They, no streets. <laughs> cold was trying Inside to only. trying trying to keep me down, but you know what? We pushed through it, and we back, and back, we're back. back. But honestly, as bad as you think that everything is for you, I can think of one person who's having a rougher, I don't know, let's just say like 2020 to 2023 than you. Who? I don't know who. Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Not Mickey. Listen, Mickey, my guy, this is why you never volunteer, okay? (laughs) Mickey volunteered to be the face of a company, and now next thing you know, the mouse is in a trap. He is beefing (laughs) with people. He's beefing with states. He's beefing on behalf of sexual orientations. He's beefing with (laughs) people named Bob, okay? Like, it's internal warfare. It's, I just... Let me tell you, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Tap out, <laughs> my guy. The it's mouse is going call through in, it, though. Truly, calling the big dogs, calling Goofy, calling Goof Troop. You need support <laughs> and reinforcements. Because <laughs> it is, I'm like, call a Disney villain. Hit up Jafar. What are you doing? Nothing. Oh, also, Marvel, I sometimes be forgetting. That's also Let's, under the Mickey brand too. Listen, and see, Mickey thought he thought he was he thought he was sitting real pretty because we've been in the MCU, right? We've been locked and loaded, but again, things have been shaky for them because I heard know, they lost subscribers. By the way, Disney, yes, Mickey, yeah, the four four million. Four million. And it's crazy because I always thought that this would be like one of the more f- foolproof like streamers, like like not going to have any issues. And I've always said, like, if you're a parent or you're me, um, <laughs> you have children, a.k.a. or me, and like they Your rewatch children. the same thing over and over and over hours on end. It's like, why would you get rid of Disney? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. One time, I'm not even going to hold you. I was like, I whispered under my breath. I was like, sorry to my neighbors, but I just finished Tarzan and I'm about to press play on it again. Yeah. <laughs> but remember we were doing that uh, exercise? It was like two or three episodes ago. Yeah. I was like, if you're, if, you're, if you're tightening your belt and you have to slash budget, like which streamers would you keep? I don't know why I would keep, aside from obviously the beloved Disney titles for kids, right? Or if, adults, or, or adults, or or, or, or Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> but if if Listen. what you're looking for is something that sort of services everyone, like why wouldn't you keep like a Netflix and keep Disney? Listen, I think that obviously I am an anomaly and, you know, sometimes you should ask me to perform a one woman production of The Parent Trap because I can do (laughs) accents and all. Um, But I really do think that like Disney has Marvel, they have Star Wars, like, and I get it, like those titles may not be enough when you're like tightening your belt, but I do feel like you and I are both two childless people. Yeah. 
Um, you know, like you, you know, it, it's easy to say like, we don't need this, but I'm like, no, when you, but there's kids content about, on Netflix though, is I think the calculus people are making. Yeah. But the, the way that it I might not be as it, vast as Disney. That's exactly, not. it's not as vast and you don't really have to like edit too much. Like you don't have to wonder like, is this appropriate? Because you know, most of the content, right? Like, you know, yeah. a lot of the content. Um, whereas like, if I were to say to you like, oh, like, um, you know, open up Netflix and, you know, someone who's a parent who doesn't know, they're like, what's big mouth? It's animated press play. And you're going to be like, whoa, 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 Wouldn't whoa. Wouldn't do that. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, I see what they're doing and is it, um, there's, there's live sports content, right? Or like replays yeah, with, or. Uh, Hulu. Okay, I thought there was like sport content within um, Disney the Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah, is that it's, wrong? It's with Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, AKA in the background, you can hear my TV as I'm like, let me just open the app and see. But yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you know, there's there's a wide range of things. And speaking of Hulu, like you know, they're about to merge the two libraries, which, as you know, I am a fan of of libraries merging. Um, I, you know, just, it makes sense. Like it just yeah. like, let me pay for one less thing, but have access to more. And yeah, it might be a little bit more. Oh, okay. Hold on. See, like cable right. to me. I know. Truly. I'm like, oh, back at it. Uh, there's a national geographic channel, star Wars, Marvel, yep. Pixar, and Disney. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be on that national geographic tip. Oh, really? I've literally never opened it. Yeah. What do you watch? I watched some, they'd be having some like nature stuff on there. There was a rock climbing thing that I watched there. Um, Will Smith had a a show where he like traveled the world that was on there. Was that around the time that he was like big on his Instagram fame? Yeah. Okay. Uh, You know, all right. Well, I just opened the app and... I see they've got a few things that are animal related, but some things that sort of seem to be celebrity driven. Yeah. There are some series. Some content. Okay. Well, again, you know, the writer's strike is still striking. And as so there result, you go. <laughs> I'm going to need a new library to tap, tap, tap into because uh, I'm running through everything else. I'm, I'm about, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start tapping into Discovery tomorrow. That's when that merger happens. Hey. I can't believe this is actually happening. Hey, 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 hey. But uh, I watched an hour and a half of Discovery today. Today, today was So what happens for you? Day. I don't know, because I don't pay for HBO. <laughs> I do pay for Discovery, but I don't pay for HBO. But I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't they like not changing the price for a month or two? I don't think they're changing. They're not changing the price all year. Oh, for the rest of the year. So just yeah. like twice the content for whatever price you're paying, yeah. aka work smarter, not harder. You might you might want to go cancel that HBO subscription and get you a Discovery Plus for four ninety nine. Do you have ads? Lock, lock that price in. Of course, I have ads. Oh, I don't want please. No ads. No, please, please. 
I'm like, give me the ads. You know why? Because how else am I going to get up and make a snack and come back before they reveal <laughs> which house true. they bought? Okay. I got to run to the bathroom while they renovate. Okay. So that when I come back, I can sit down and be ready. And they're like, big reveal time. Uh, but I digress. So yeah, I cannot wait for you to join join us on the discovery. The discovery side. Did you see that Bob, um, not Bob. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. That. Uh, wow. Zaslav. What is that man's first name is? David. First name? David. There we go. You see that David Zaslav, CEO of Discovery HBO Max Plus, all the things. (laughs) He did a commencement speech, I think, at Boston University. (laughs) And he was trying to basically have a little conversation about how you got to block out the haters. And some kid was like, all right, bet. And started chanting, pay your writers. And then obviously it picked up. And then he got fumbled. He got fumbled. He got stressed. Now, do you think parents chimed in, pay your writers? You know what I mean? That's what mm. I That's the tea. So if you are a parent who's at, or if you have a member who's at that commencement, hit me up, let me know. Because I want to know how far the mutiny stretches. Is it just Gen Z or everyone else? I think it's probably mostly Gen Z. I could see a few <laughs> parents. Chime okay. in, but it's probably mostly the kids. Well, these boomers the and Xers are in for a rude awakening for the next 15 years because <laughs> the kids are mobilizing. They're mobilizing. <laughs> All right. So back to the fact that our boy M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-I-C-K-E
storyline to know and not watch the yeah. show. Yeah, no, Tom Parks, Congress. Yeah. Uh, my guy, cousin Greg over there. Hey. Gonna, you know, subpoena and him trying to navigate. What's he finna do? And then there was that scene where they like flipped everything in the in that like little tiny uh-huh. box they put Greg in. Yeah, I'm hip. But anyway, I digress. Uh, it's so funny. Obviously, uh, I am a Disney kid. Disney. I'm not a Disney. Hold on. Sorry. Let me. Let's actually. I think, a, I think I'm a Nickelodeon kid. Okay. Well, let's park the car real quick and pull over. I was about to say I'm a Disney adult. I am 100% not a Disney adult. Are you familiar with the phenomenon of Disney adults? No, what is that? So basically, Disney adults are like grown people who like, I don't really even have words. I just have examples. Um, Adults going to Disney World annually with no children. Disney adults. Um, Adults who get engaged at Disney. Disney adults. Adults who make Disney like a core tenet of their personality uh, and hilarious. I just Googled the thing. Oh, this baby. So I've just Googled because I was like, how, how else would we define this, right? Rolling Stone wrote an article, Disney adults in defense oh, wow. of the most hated people in on the internet. A Disney adult is someone who lives and breathes the brand, buying limited edition mouse ears, popcorn buckets, branded fitness trackers, all sorts of things. These people are big grown. And then NPR wrote an article also last year that's titled, For Some Adults Who Love Disney, It's Like a Religion. Like, Hmm. there's a Wikipedia page for Disney adults. Urban Dictionary uh, has a definition, um, which hilarious. A millennial, a, a millennial adult with or without kids that can't stop talking about Disney, including the movie and parks. Even if they do have kids, they're still way more obsessed than that kid would ever be. They probably engage in casual, quote, Disney bounding. I don't even know what that is. And yeah, visit the theme parks yeah. at least once a year. They're obsessed with everything Disney and probably have a Mickey Mouse bumper sticker and or tattoo. One of the I most never terrifying, yes, intense people you'll ever encounter. I know several Disney adults, several in real life. And these are people who I'm like, oh, where is so-and-so this weekend? And they're like, at Disney. And I'm like, we live in New wow. York. And they're like, yeah. And I'll be like, didn't they just go two months ago? And they'll be like, yeah. I know someone who goes to Disney every other month and is a grown person, 32 years old, no children. I've, no. I So I recently... <laughs> <laughs> Went there for the first time. I think it was four years ago. What is exactly there to do there to go there so many times? <laughs> I mean, it is a big park, but still. No, but like, it's like, the thing is like, these are people who are like, it's a, it's about like the experience. Like it's okay. not, it's like, it's like buying into, I'm going to, here's a side tangent. So I work retail on the weekends and I have this manager and she's a Disney adult and she gets really weird with me sometimes. And I just, I really don't know what to do. And she has this really weird tendency of always saying to me, thank you so much for coming in. And I'm like, it's literally my job. And I was my job to be here. Like, (laughs) why are you, I'm here for money and a discount. Why else would it be? And she'll be like, like you just don't seem that happy what can i do to help you have a better day and i'm like this is weird it's weird and somebody said to me they were like 
Well, just get cut her some slack because she used to work at Disney for a very long time. And so she mm. really is into that, like, happiest place on earth. Like, mm. you know, kind of like, you know what I mean? And so I've, I've learned to give her grace, even though it is annoying to have someone be all up in your business all the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that's what they're buying into, right? Like, it's the happiest place on earth. Or, mm-hmm. like... You know, the magic and like I, I, I went to I Disney it. as a kid and as an adult, I've been to a few of them and I would love to go to all of them. But I'm just like, I'm not a Disney adult because I'm not thinking about going. I just am like, it's a cool thing to do if you're in a part of the world to like experience like mm-hmm. the same thing in a different place. It's like going to Starbucks in another country. You're like, what's on the menu? Yeah. Um, but that's very different than people who are like, I'm going every Saturday. Yes. And I'm like, you don't even live in a state that has a park. Like, (laughs) what? That is kind of crazy. So I do think that you have to account also that like there's, because like think about it too this way, right? Is like there's no other real brand on the face of the planet that like has such a strong presence that like if they had a physical space, that you could go and experience that people would go to like that. Right. Like people love their like Coke and their, you know, Pepsi or whatever, but like, nobody's like, gotta spend a million dollars to go stay, you know, go visit the Coke factory in Atlanta. uh Like Uh nobody's doing that. So, you know, these are also people who are probably keeping their subscriptions up and alive. Fair point. I will, I will take that. That is a fair point. So but I still think, do I don't know, they're going to recoup day. all four million. Oh, absolutely not. There's a finite number of subscribers for all of these things. And I just don't understand why these streaming services think that they're going to be the ones to break the formula. Like, the people that have it, have it. The people that don't, don't. And, like, that's for a reason. Like, I, it, I think millennials have, like, a really big thing for... 90s nostalgia in a way that like a lot of us make parts of things like kind of feel like part of our personality <laughs> like i don't know people that like were in the 80s that are like oh yeah like i'm 30 years old and i love the 80s but like millennials are like the last time the world was normal was the 90s and so i feel like <laughs> a lot of us are tapped into you know re-watching the things that we loved as kids and um whether that be Disney Channel stuff or like proper Disney stuff. But if you were a Nickelodeon kid, you know, do you go to- I used to watch Disney, but I definitely probably used to watch Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network more for sure. Yeah. I I used to be wearing those tapes. So like- Ow! (laughs) Me and the mouse were friendly. Okay. Were acquaintances. No, my mom would be like, girl, enough. Pick another tape. She'd be like, the plot is not changing from the last time you watched it yesterday. And I'd be like, mm, well, I just got to keep rehearsing my lines. So this, this episode is for you. Clearly, you should be stressed too. <laughs> I, You know, I should be, but I'm not because... The bangers are not going anywhere. And that's really all that matters to me. When I was like, so for anyone who doesn't know, Disney announced that 
in an effort to sort of regain some of the losses that they've had from losing 4 million subscribers in the first quarter of this year, they've decided to pull content from the catalog. Now, I was very upset when HBO did this because uh, a show that I loved, Love Life, was one of those shows that got pulled. So I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then I looked at the list of what was being pulled from Disney, and I was like, Moana, not on it. Classic. Uh, You know, uh, Lion King, Little Mermaid, Parent Trap, check, 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 check. All the girls are still there. uh, This has nothing to do with it. Tarzan, okay? (laughs) We good. We locked and loaded. So all of the staples aren't going anywhere. And I I haven't rewatched a lot of Disney Channel stuff, but like that's not even the stuff that's leaving either. It's all stuff that's pretty new, like stuff that was made just for Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it that's also so interesting is like when they announced that they were pulling all of these shows, a lot of people were like, you know, up at arms on Twitter because I'm on, you know, writers slash writer strike Twitter um, because a lot of writers were like, or people just who work in production in general were like, I can't believe that this show that we just made that came out in January is getting pulled. Like I spent years of my life on something and now there will literally be no way to ever watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I mean this is obviously a repeat of HBO doing this. And I feel like they sort of set a precedent where like studios are like, "Oh, yeah, why didn't we think of that?" <laughs> like <we're>, delete. <laughs> and it goes back to the idea of like this this is all the things that should be negotiated by the writers too. It's like once you sort of like have that power, right? Because you don't know whether or not this show, you don't own this show. Once you give it away, like the studio can do whatever the hell they want from not making it at all to making it and then pulling it before anyone ever sees it. What kind of making con- it, showing it, and then pulling it. What kind of conditions would you, if you wrote something, it got greenlit, it got made, and it aired, right? Because I think it's one thing to cancel. I think it's tough. I think it's Pre. tough. I think uh, it's 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 tough. Obviously, like I'm not on the negotiating table, and I don't right. know how they do those deals. But the what's tough about it is the studios aren't going to go for any of that, right? Because they're bearing the brunt of most of the cost. Right is probably what they're gonna say. Um, what they're gonna say is because what they're gonna say is like we paid you for your initial labor, right? Right, which is you writing it, and now we feel like it's our prerogative to you know we're making a business decision to do what we want to do. Now it's not right at all because, again, like you were saying, there's a lot of residuals tied to a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that's where it gets, again, the residuals part, that's where it gets finicky. And that's where that needs to get renegotiated. Because if, you know, if Bob Iger decides he wants to do this again next year, there needs to be some parameters. But like, what would you ask for? Even if it was like, I I would ask for like a kill fee, maybe. Okay. So you know how contracts have kill fees? Yeah. Contracts is like sometimes when you sign up for something, and it gets canceled, 
you still get paid an amount even if it gets canceled because maybe you like had set that and didn't take another gig or something. Yeah, they do that in writing a lot. Like maybe your maybe your per article fee is like $150 and if they cancel it, they'll they'll pay you out 75 for like the time that maybe you yeah. spent like starting to research. Right. Okay, a kill fee. Interesting. So like Again, like, what would the stipulation around that be, though, right? Like, if you're like, I wrote mm-hmm. something, I can wave a wand. Is it like, it's got to be on the app for this long, or I get a kill fee, or if it's... Because I think there is some sort of fee. It's, some- to your point, you're right. I think what's going to come down to is the parameters, right? It's going to be like, like, for some of these shows, it sounds like some of these shows aired, and not a month or two months later, they're gone. Yeah. And Disney's probably like, well, it's... Uh, it's under our prerogative or maybe disney's like it's not even worth like it's worth us paying whatever that kill fee already is because we're gonna save more money if we pay you and decide to not air this anymore um on the long run then if we were to like let this be on here and keep paying whatever taxes they're paying or however that works because that's what they're they're getting they're trying to well because they're also paying um like music licensing that was like hbo's thing is like why are we licensing music so i found a quote actually or not a quote um but a little tidbit so the company said on a post-earning call that disney expects to pay a content impairment charge of anywhere from 1.5 to 1.8 billion with a B dollars for the removals. According to Variety, Bob Iger, the CEO, has targeted 3 billion in savings for 2023 after spending almost 30 billion on content for the streaming service last year. And I mean, I don't even know, if we're just being honest, I feel like this isn't fair because all that money that they spent last year was on those, all those Marvel shows. Yeah, no, for like, sure. Why does all the other content have to suffer when... Because those, do, that makes money. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, this is just like getting out of hand. I don't know if you know the story either about the head of visual effects at Marvel. Yeah, she got canned, right? Yeah, uh, Victoria Alonso. Mm-hmm. Because she basically had a side hustle, and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what I heard was, while she was, I think she was uh, employed there, she went and did a documentary, and yeah. didn't, and didn't tell them, or had told them. They told her no, but she did it anyway. Then mm-hmm. found they found out through the grapevine. <laughs> then they pulled up on her. And she said, mm-hmm. yeah, I did it. And they're like, and miss- what? <laughs> she said, little miss thing. <laughs> We're going to have to uh, pick up your badge and we'll yeah, send your things in UPS. And I mind mean, you, she'd been there for a while, for like too. 20 years or something. It's kind of crazy. So it says um, that, yeah, she had been a part of MCU since 2008's Iron Man. Yeah. So basically she was there from the jump. But it also kind of feels like Disney's trying to cut corners and 
they're just like layoffs and not just layoffs of regular people, layoffs of big dogs. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of crazy because now y'all got to recast Jonathan Majors and everything. So that's awkward. Uh, really? I think so. Okay. I think so. I know he is rumored to be dating Megan Good. And I know that I saw a picture you see the of, PR? of them holding hands. Yeah, you see I, it? I don't. I said, Megan, sweetie. You sweetie. see the PR as a wow. People can support people now. As a as a weekly viewer of Cousin Skeeter, okay. Um, back in the day, she's supporting her friend. I don't know. I mean, the people are not saying that it's a friendship. It's not. It was a friendship, and then it turned into something. Listen, this is gonna have to turn into something. Uh, <laughs> as in, like a friendship that nobody knows about. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta turn it in the opposite direction because her latest project is not good. Um, despite Ooh, what was it? Harlem. Oh yeah. I've I know. I know you don't even know. I know you don't even know. I watched the you first even, three episodes of the first season. Yeah, let me tell you, as someone who, you know, just needed content, it gets worse. Um, I'm just like, girl, you don't have the cachet to be playing Russian roulette over a man. So I need you to go ahead and like Disney, shake it P- off. Okay. PR. It's wild. Um, but anyway, like they're going to spend money on that and they're going to have to spend money. You know what I mean? Like on building out this new phase. And it's just sort of like, yeah, y'all are doing all these shakeups for something that doesn't seem to be, um, as strong as it once was, and people are. I think it's because they're TV. losing a lot of money on uh, with Disney Plus. Yeah, again, who told y'all to make these services? Like everybody wanted to be Netflix. I know, but I'm like, did anybody ask to see ne- Miss Netflix's bank account? Like the smart thing to do. So back when I worked at, uh, I think they should have kept doing it how they were doing it. It was incredibly lucrative for them. To just license the content to them. Everyone should have just did, did, kept doing that. You just share, yes. Put your money, get your, like, get your money, put your When everything shows. was on Netflix, everything was licensed, you, they were making a cut out of it, like, but everyone wanted to have their cake and eat it too. You know what's so funny? I was just about to tell a story. I was like, back when I worked at, and then I was like, no, that's not what it was called. That's not what it was called. That's not the name. Of, what was the name of that place? And then I was like, oh, yeah, Viacom. <laughs> I, had to ah. go through, I had to go through 14 names in my head to remember that that's where What's I was. What's it called now? Uh, Paramount Plus, child. Ooh. Paramount. Par- that's what, like, I don't even know. The app is the plus. Either way, I digress. Back when I was there in like 2018, Everyone was getting into streaming, and on our little company calls, they kept being like, we're not getting into streaming. Basically, we're going to let all the other girls wear themselves out, like let them battle royale to the finish. And then sure enough, they were like now announcing, you know, they had made some little baby app, but then they merged with CBS, and they were like, okay, CBS All Access. And then it turned into Paramount. Like it just... And I'm like, that strategy was the original strategy. That should have been the strategy. Let everybody else wear themselves out. If you feel strong enough in your brand and in your content, you don't need to hop on the bandwagon to make a platform like everybody else. You just don't. And now you're... (sighs) Everyone, 
it's a copycat world, and everyone thought streaming was the thing. But like, didn't someone have a calculator somewhere to be like, the math is quite literally not mathing, quite literally, quite literally. Yeah. But at the time, at Netflix's growth was almost exponential every quarter. So like, yeah, of subscribers, not of correct. money. Correct. But that was the Amazon equal. Model. No, Amazon, the girls were making money. That's the difference. They but were they like, weren't for a very long time. But and they that's were the thing. in the 2010s when everyone decided to hop on the bandwagon. And it's like, y'all are not like, I mean, to be honest, I, I thought that Disney would be different because essentially like the same way that like Amazon can make that little Lord of the Rings, Bilbo, Series. whatever show. Mm-hmm. like. It can do that because it makes so much money from Amazon web web services, right? Like it it makes so much money from this other thing. I kind of was like, well, Disney should be okay because of the parks. Yeah. But then I guess when the pandemic happens, yep. And then there are no there there is no park revenue. Yep. Everyone starts panicking and is like, let's go crazy. Yes. 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 You see it. it. Just you see it. I there you go. <laughs> now you see why the mouse is stressed. The mouse is stressed. Well, also, you know why the mouse is stressed. The mouse is stressed because who is in charge? That's who's in charge today and who's gonna be in charge next week are two totally different questions. <laughs> That's the why I would be stressed. I'd be like, okay, I have a Ooh. complaint. Who is HR? <laughs> who is in charge? You know who's in charge? Bob. You're gonna get and a that's Bob. That's just it. B-O-B. Don't ask for no last name. Don't ask for no nothing. So I think that this is, this is like one of my, like, I'm like, oh, y'all like watching Succession. I'm like, open up the Wall Street Journal, my guy, because this Succession situation happening at Disney has been so chaotic. And people are like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, the Bobs. Bob one. The Bob two. And then Bob one becomes Bob three. Yes, Bob. B-O-B, Bob. The Bobs. Do you want to tell the story of the Bobs or should I tell the story of the Bobs? I'll, I'll give the TLDR of the Bobs. So obviously everyone knows, oh, if you don't know, uh, Bob one is Bob Iger, a.k.a. Robert Iger is what his mom named him. Um <laughs> Bob Iger has been CEO of Disney for a very long time um, and is pretty much regarded as one of the greatest CEOs of the 21st century just because of what he was able to take Disney from to what it was, which is honestly, it's the Marvel era. He basically like changed. I would even say... I would even say, I just want to give a little extra credit too. I think it's also the Pixar era. For sure. Like, I'd say that he, too. He gets like, he joins in 2005, at which yeah. point I think the only Pixar movies are Finding Nemo, A Bug's yeah. Life, and Toy Story. Yeah, he did a lot of really, uh, like he's, it's because of the mergers that he did. Like mm-hmm. the Marvel merger, for having that foresight for seeing that this is going to turn into something even Marvel at the time didn't think it could turn into. I mean, he turned it into a multi-billion dollar machine. 
Um, and I think they only bought it for like hundreds of millions. And I'm sure wow. they're kicking themselves now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Bob, so that's Bob one. Um, so Bob was going to ride off into the sunset right as Infinity War comes out. And he was like, you know what? I think I'm done here. I've worked enough. He grooms income Bob 2. Bob 2 is Bob Chapek. Bobby! Um, so Bob Chapek was going to be his successor. Bob Chapek comes in. A different cat. Just a whole, a whole different type of dude than Bob 1. <laughs> Um, he's not as creative, more business focused. He's all about the margins and cutting stuff and, and how do we get this to profit? And he doesn't have the smooth talking or the charisma as Bob one, which is what people really loved about Bob one, which is why people want, went to work for Bob one and big name people too, like big name stars, big name executives. Bob two comes in after Bob one's. We're, we'll call it retires. We'll call it. He, was, retires. he retired. Yeah, he retired yeah. in 2020. He retired in February yeah. of 2020. That's an interesting point right. to make. Right. Um. So, unbeknownst to Bob, too, because no one was going to see that coming, a pandemic <laughs> hits. Um. So, coupled with uh, Bob Two's unorthodox managerial style and a pandemic. Things got off to a really rocky start. One of which being the parks closed, so there was no park money, as Taylor just told you. Um, two, Bob Two also started getting into fights. One of the bigger ones he got into when he first started was the fight with Scarlett Johansson. Mm. At the time, ScarJo was going to come out with her Black Widow movie, and he was nickel and diamond her to the point where, like, he was a, he was finna take her to court. Um, and I remember this being a big blowout because ScarJo um, had loved working for Disney because of the relationship she had with Bob One. Um, and this was like a almost like a signal to the creative community that things were about to be different at the Mouse House because there's a new sheriff in town. Yes. So... Things got worse, obviously, because the pandemic got worse because we went from, oh, we're only going to be inside for 15 days. It was no. stay inside for 15 days. Y'all went, y'all thought it was 15 days. And you know what, Tay? Till the <laughs> day I die, I'm going to tell people that I had a friend <laughs> that got this thing right. <laughs> Have you ever seen, I know you've seen Contagion or that movie. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's like a character. There's a character in that movie that's like telling people, like, yo, this thing is coming. This is not it. Go prepare. (laughs) And in the movie, they're like, yo, I'm watching videos from China where like things are getting bad. And I literally, I oh, I'm I have this vivid memory of you on my damn phone talking. And I remember this like it was yesterday. You were like running around in some Trader Joe's. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm shopping because this thing's going to get really bad. And I'm like, no, it ain't. I'm flying. I have a vacation. I'm literally going on vacation in four days. What do you mean this thing's going to get bad? 
I'm like, you're always worrying. Like, relax. Baby, baby, I was not new to this. I was true to this. Hypochondriacs, rise up. For the one time you were right in your life. It was the one time that it mattered. It It was the one one time time it mattered. And if you would also like to tell the people, there was also a certain person who was on a vacation in Europe. Okay. And I, another person, aka me, was not in Europe at home on my on my couch experiencing massive like <laughs> panic, but being like, it's fine, you're prepared. I had gone grocery shopping every day for a month and a half. I had water, I had toilet paper. I said, ain't no hunger games over here. But they were like, We are closing the borders. And I called yep. you and said, You need to go to the airport right now. And you were like, we are already there, but yep. I am watching people. And the, I will never forget this, of you telling me I'm watching people spend tens thousands, of thousands tens of dollars. of thousands of dollars. <laughs> I, it's, it's movie type stuff. I will movie never forget. type stuff. I will never forget. And so I- People uh, were mortgaging their future. <laughs> <laughs> to get on a flight to get back into America because of Trump. Listen, he's the baby boy said the borders are closing. We're not going to be clear on when. We're not going to be clear on who, what, when, when why, right. or how. But right, right, <laughs> something is closing. So anyway, anyway Bob should have so, called me because if Bob had <laughs> called me, I would have had Bob Wright, and I would have like, had Bob Wright. I'd have been, been like, don't do not include any. Any park revenue in your forecast for the next six months? Everyone will be outside by summer. No, we will not. The niggas have been in the house in China since January. <laughs> if they can't figure it out, I said, I know a girl who's Iranian. She said that you can see a mass grave from space in Iran. Yep. If they can't figure it out, if Italy is over here telling the girls, you get 10 minutes in the grocery store, and that's it. I don't know why oh Bob God. thought we finna yep. open these parks by summer 2020. He sure did. He sure did. Maybe he needs a Wall Street Journal subscription. Uh, he okay. might. <laughs> anyway, things got real bad for old boy. Um, and that really started sort of like the the bumpy ride for Disney because the next two years after that, 2020, 2021, and parts of 2022, um, Bob was just, it was just not, it was just not happening for Bob too. Um, I think the board sort of realized not only were like, from a financial perspective, things weren't looking up, but also people just didn't like working for him. Um, and so Bob won. AKA Bob Iger decided I might need to come back. Oh, Bob did not decide. The board said uh, somebody pick up the SOS phone and call Bob because <laughs> this guy, Bob Iger, ain't it. <laughs> they told that man, pack your bags or hand over that badge. We will mail you your belongings. <laughs> So it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, hey, he was your successor. You named him. You better come here and fix this mess. But also like how awkward. Like you refer your friend to a job and they're like, we hate him. And then you have to go back. (laughs) (laughs) 
now that's an awkward golf game. Okay, that's an aw- that that's an awkward, awkward. It's an awkward tennis match at the country club because uh, he'd be like, "Why'd you bring me?" And he'd be like, "Listen, dog, he wasn't cutting it." So yikes! They called me. So I wonder if they're friends still. Probably not. That's really awkward, though. That's what I'm saying. I think about that all the time. I'm just like, you recommended him, and then they said, we don't like him, we want you back. Now, something that I didn't realize that you told me is that Bob number one, a.k.a. Bob Iger, a.k.a. Robert Iger, a.k.a. Bob number three, agreed to come back to Disney, but would only be there for two years. Aren't his two years almost up? (laughs) I think they're up next year. Um, so yeah because i think the contingency was i mean he's gonna come back for two years write the shit suggest another successor and get out of there now okay, whether well, maybe... or not that actually happens <laughs> yeah is still on the table we don't know about that yet which is why he's been so aggressive lately which is why well, when he said like at the top of 2023 he was gonna make a plan to write the ship make some aggressive moves whether that's laying off a ton of people Cut it, cutting back a ton of content, sort of like gaining us some of that money back, reverting a lot of the parks stuff that Bob too did, aka he brought the prices back down so people can actually go back Afford to the parks. To go because the Disney adults said, "Listen, I'll spend my yeah, money." They were I'm kicking the screen. Truly, well, you know what's really interesting is I think when we think about like Bob fighting and Bob like. Sorry, Bob number one slash three, um, fighting to sort of correct the ship and him being really aggressive. Something else that's like really interesting is like a lot of the legislation that's coming out of Ron DeSantis's Florida that like Bob Iger's Florida said, no, we're not, we're not doing this with y'all. <laughs> and I feel like I have finally like kind of understood like what all these lawsuits are about that are happening right now. And I feel like that's also a big part of like what Bob is trying to do with whatever time, you know, he decides to spend at the company before he steps away for good. So a couple of, a fun fact is Bob, when I say Bob's, Bob Iger's Florida, I literally mean it. Uh, Disney is, this is not funny, but this is the best way that I can describe it. Disney is like, Disney is like Hong Kong and like Florida is like mainland China, right? Like, Disney is this little self-governing body within the greater state of Florida. Um, no sort of weird like persecution happening or anything. Well, maybe one would argue that's actually not accurate. And essentially something that's been really interesting is that like if you as a regular like citizen resident of Florida wanted to like add three stories to your house or like add three, you know, extra buildings to your like, you know, corporate campus like you would have to go through like the state and like laws in order to like get these things zoned and like to get these things built and like you know like you can't just do what you want well disney doesn't operate like that because disney's constantly growing and like adding new things right every time you turn around you're like there's a whole new park and bobs are trying to charge you 900 dollars for 15 minutes to go there and visit and so disney doesn't actually like Disney governs itself. Um, it doesn't, you don't, they don't have to go through the state in any way, shape, or form to make expansions or changes to parks or to literally add rides. Like they don't have to do that. And so something that's really interesting is that they there's this little um 
like it's like this little council and it's called mm-hmm. I think Reedy Creek and it's made up of like five people appointed by Disney and whenever Disney wants to go and you know build a new theme park they call up themselves aka Reedy Creek and they say hey self uh can we build this new Avengers park and Reedy Creek is like yeah girl sure why not and so something that's really interesting is during Bob I mean I know everything I'm saying is like really interesting it's really interesting because it's all interesting so during bob uh number two aka uh the bob <laughs> of 2020 crazy uh, bob. bob yes chris bob bob a um he decides that he wants to remain relatively silent when ron DeSantis starts the don't say gay you know like sort of fight in florida and decides that he's going to push this legislation so bob says our name is our name is Disney. We stand out of it. We're putting our heads down. We're gonna drink some water. We're gonna mind our business. Do not, we're not, we're not getting involved. We're not pushing against it. And a lot of people who were Disney employees were like, Are you kidding? Bob number one, old Bob, okay, Robert, he would have been like, No, not doing this. Like he would have put his foot down. And so it's really interesting that, like, you know, this the successor is like, we're not doing that totally different strategy because like you said, he's like trying to think about dollars and cents in business, but like, that's not the business that Disney is in. Right. Like you can't sell people the dream of like, you know, happiest place on earth and then be like capitalism first. Like you got to cloak your capitalism underneath happiness to get the people going. So a lot of employees are like striking and they're like, Bob will fight you too. Like we're not meet us in the parking lot, like squat up with your Mickey mitts. Like what's up? And ultimately he changes his mind. He changes his course and he course corrects. And he's like, we at Disney will not stand for this. We won't stand for it. So when they get rid of Bob number two, okay. The flip flopper and old Bob comes back. Old Bob is like, yeah, I'm here to tell you right now. We're not doing this with you, Ron DeSantis today, tomorrow, next week. Like you want to fight? Let's fight. So Ron DeSantis says, well, sweetie, I'm the governor of Florida and I'm going to run for president. So I actually have a lot. Uh, I have a lot of, of, lot of tools and I have a lot of motivation to really make a, an example out of you. Because one of the things that he's kind of running on as a platform, which is wild, is like anti-wokeness. Like mm-hmm. he's just like, how offensive can I be? So for Ron DeSantis, he's like, oh, let me... Put the mouse in a trap, okay? And if I can basically go against Disney and win, like I can kind of prove to my base that when I say I'm anti-woke, I'm anti-woke. So Ron DeSantis says, okay, well, guess what? Uh, Your little self-governing body, Reedy Creek, is no more. We're going to put a new entity that you have to report to if you want to make any changes to anything. And instead of it being like five little Disney-appointed people, there are going to be five people appointed by me. So everyone at Disney is like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, we were our own self-governed body. Now we're not. What do we do? Well, Bob, number one, says they don't call me the goat for no reason, okay? He had actually kind of, yeah, he was not. He predicted in so many ways, like, I'm oversimplifying, but, like, he kind of predicted that Ron DeSantis was going to pull this. And so, basically, he had Reedy Creek be like, "Mm, we can't be replaced before the new folks were supposed to take into effect, so he outsmarted Ron DeSantis. So now 
Ron is suing Disney. Disney's countersuing Ron. Everybody's going back and forth. And I think it's really interesting because, like, this is so much more than just who has the right to tell Disney how they can expand. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. this is really like a representation of what it means to sort of look at the American political landscape right now (laughs) of such a divide and like these two parties sort of standing for like one party being like exclusion and one party being like for everyone, except in this case, one of the parties is a hundred year old mouse. So uh, (laughs) it's really going to be um, kind of anyone's like guess, I think as to what happens, like Ron is really going to be fighting against Disney as he's trying to run for president, which feels really exhausting. So Tire yourself out, I guess, my guy. I think well, it's a lose so- lose for Ron because Oh, okay. Yeah, because I feel like Disney employs way too many people in that uh city. I think the city's gonna turn on Ron DeSantis. If Disney decides, okay, well, like we don't want to work here anymore, we're gonna move. But where is else, Disney gonna go? I mean, there'll be any other state that would gladly take them and move yeah. stuff out the way. Because they employ thousands and thousands of people. They're they they're a whole they're the economy of Orlando. Does Ron DeSantis really want to mess with that? Okay, Disney. I was like, how big is Disney World? Disney World is forty three square miles or twenty seven thousand acres. Now, I'm not a math girl, so that doesn't mean anything to me. I said I don't know what that means. So then Google says, how big is Disney compared to a city? Seems like a lot, doesn't it? However, Disney World actually covers 43 square miles. If you need some context, that's the same size as the entire city of San Francisco. What state has a San Francisco amount of space that they're like, yeah, girl. Come on. They're going to Texas. I mean, they're going to they, Texas. Wherever they can find tax breaks, if they're in they're Florida, not, they'll definitely go to Texas. They're no, that's what I'm saying. If if Disney's like, we hate it here, we're fighting against what you believe, and we're here for the equality of all people. The mouse and uh, Miss Miss Mouse, Miss Minnie, to be correct, the only girl in the gang. That lady is not packing up her bags to move. They come to California, don't they already have a Did, park yeah, here? Disneyland, but Disneyland is peanuts. I'm like, Disneyland, I mean, it's tiny. Also, I went <laughs> to Disneyland when I went to visit you. Disneyland is 100 acres. Perfect. Disney World is 27,000 acres. <laughs> California is big enough where they can find a swath of land again. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Disney is staying put. I don't think that... um, I don't... Wow. It says that Disneyland is... See, this is where people get confused. It says that Disneyland is twice the size of Manhattan um, in terms of a city. Uh, But I don't... But Manhattan's not that big. I have plans to walk from tip to tip of Manhattan. It's like nine miles. It's not that big. Um, San Francisco, much bigger. But it's does just it say, to say. Does it say how many people Disney World employs? 
Well, let's Google. Do you want the parks or do you want Disney as a whole? I want uh, Orlando. Disney Orlando as a whole. I'm just going to say Disney World. 77,000. That's a lot of motherfuckers. It's, it's not. 77,000 people losing jobs? That's in not. One city? That's not. The Disney, the Walt Disney Company, like the whole bit, like parks, everything, uh, you know, animation, everything. 223,000 employees. In Orlando? Yeah. And you don't think that's a lot? No. You, you, you don't think 220,000 no. people losing their jobs would be a lot? Baby, I'm a New Yorker where 1 million people commute into the city Monday through Friday to go to work. But that's not New York. I understand that, but I'm You're like, talking about where- That's, but that's a city. Places, but that's a city. Right. That's a city. That's, that's, that's an entire cities, city. In those cities, that is the lifeblood of that city. No, it's not. Orlando? Yeah, Orlando. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, well, it's not, it's not Orlando, right? Like, it's not Orlando. It's not Orlando. It's the Disney township, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> there's a lot of other things that are happening in Orlando. Um, but I'm like, like I, people most, but tourism in Orlando is because of Disney, right? Sure. And so like, that, that, that's a, that affects a lot. I think it affects a lot, but I also think that like politically we're just at a point in time where if everyone that worked, if Disney up and relocated somewhere, right? Anywhere else. Let's say that some other state was like, hey girl, we've got a San Francisco, a San Francisco sized plot of land. Ron DeSantis would play ball tomorrow morning. (laughs) Ron DeSantis would not even tomorrow morning. That man would be on everybody's everybody's camera, everybody's internet, everybody's everything. Apologize. No, screaming how he beat a woke corporation. And I think that Florida would then turn into the state that Florida truly wants to be. I do not think so. I think people would I move think, to Florida. I I here's the thing, right? I think not as being a political uh, I know. Relocation podcast. Because what I think, what I think then happens, right, is you, that's messing with like people's actual money, right? It's another thing to like play this game he's playing, right? For sure. But, like Disney has staked land and feeds families and runs a whole city. Enough that if they decided tomorrow they were going to up and leave, the city of Orlando would have to have some words with Ron DeSantis to stop. Oh, 100%. The city because would have some words. it would cripple that city's economy. I think, I think the city would have some words. I think Ron DeSantis would then have to be like, okay, well, I guess I got to declare a state of emergency and shuffle some money around. And in the meantime, he would be on everybody's television screaming, Come to Florida where we will not succumb to pressures of wokeness. And I feel like the past few years have shown us anything, which is that like people are over here standing on crazy hills because they feel like they're being oppressed because everyone else is like, we just want basic human rights. Until it affects their pockets. Yeah, but I'm like, imagine that you're like 
you live in a state like California, right? I can't even think of who it is. Scott Bayo, maybe he's like an actor in the eighties. He's like, I'm leaving woke California. That mm-hmm. type of person is moving to Orlando after Ron DeSantis. Yeah, those type of people also work at Disney, probably. Sure, right. but I'm just saying. I think that other people come into Disney, come into Orlando. Like I don't right. think it would. It would be. I think it would be an inconvenience. I don't at, think so because Disney's too at big. best. It would be an inconvenience if I said that and my own my market share and I had a restaurant and I maybe employ twenty people and like I, I'm not that powerful. Listen, if Ron is like, just becomes I'm a company like Disney, and I've been around for hundreds of years in this city, and I've probably put seven generations through college of people that are probably Republicans, to your point. And one day I decide, you know what, I don't want to. I think it would hurt their pockets enough to think about it. Okay. This is going to be my final point, and then I'm going to rest my case, Your Honor. I watched Jury Duty, so now I've been to law school. <laughs> uh, in 2020, so. 74 million people voted for Trump, right? Yes. How many people live in Florida? Uh, 21 million. Yes. 22 million. So yes. I'm like, there's 50. 50 million people who voted for Trump who do not live in Florida. If Ron DeSantis is like, I am running on anti-wokeness, anti-wokeness, I feel like out of those 50 million, he could find 77,000 people and incentivize them to move to Orlando. That's all I'm saying. Would it take some time? Sure. But the thing about that is, it's not about finding 77,000 people. It's founding a company just as big to replace the giant hole Disney just left in your economy. Mm, Okay, hold on. One more number thing, and then I'm done for real. I looked at the the current population of Orlando. Mm -hmm. Uh, 312,000 people. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so you just made my point. Go drink then some you, no, go drink some water. Didn't that. you just say they employ two hundred thousand plus people in that city? Yeah, so a hundred thousand people they would, would be left. They if, would literally cripple the economy. So sure. So lit- literally two hundred plus thousand people would be unemployed overnight. They would Disney would cripple. Yeah, but Orlando. Overnight. That's, I don't think my whole That's thing. That's insane. My whole thing is, is Orlando against the city. Like, I mean, against the state. Like, we're Orlando like, is probably not against the state right now, but they would be. That's what I'm saying. No, if I'm Disney like, left. Uh, would they? Yeah. After okay. a, a company just left. After- <laughs> it is not a math <laughs> podcast. And everyone who's listening is like, what are these two? And I'm like, we're just being stubborn. Just let it cook. I'm telling you're gonna you. Stand, you're going to stand on your side of the aisle, which is that. I'm just standing on the side that at the I end just, of the no, day, the, just, the only no. thing that matters 
<laughs> the only thing that matters is people having jobs and being able to feed their families. I mean, no, a hundred percent. I think that that is that's all that matters. I think that is what matters. I do agree. No matter side you're on, you whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's about going home at night and being able to put food on the table for your family. And if the person that employs, the company that employs most of those people decide overnight they're leaving, I think that's when it matters. Because those people can no longer put food on the table for their family. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're going to turn into Democrats overnight. So your argument is that the company leaves and the people stay. Yes, yes. But they suffer. They suffer because they lose jobs. I'm thinking of a world where the company leaves and not everyone stays. I think the company leaves... I think the company leaves and most of them stay because most of them like have lives in Orlando and people can't just up and move like that. That's not the way the world works. But aside from the execs that make millions of dollars. I think that... Most people that work at these parks do the not size, make millions yes. of dollars. Well, but see, I'm not... But now we're getting into brass tacks. I'm not thinking of just execs. I'm thinking of animators. I mean, people work at parks, right? I'm thinking of animators. I think of story developers. I'm thinking of editors. Like those people quite possibly would move, life or not. People move for jobs constantly. Do I think that every, now every job that's within the Disney ecosystem does not fall into that bucket, right? I think there are, within the parks, it's a little split. Only because it's only because in a traditional park like a like a Six Flags or whatever, I would be like, I agree with you. Like those people are not leaving. Like there are people that like live there, and I yeah. do think that a lot of people live in Orlando permanently, and like they you know are 100%. employed by the biggest employer. But I also yes. know that like a lot of people go to go to Orlando for rotational programs within Disney or, you know, working in parks as a part of the, you know, thing that they have to do, i.e. how did cousin Greg get caught up in all the succession nonsense? Because he was And also what you're not, what you're not thinking too, when you're not taking a thing too, is like other businesses benefiting from the fact that Disney is there. I read the ripple effects of tourism because of, yes, like hotels. Those businesses also cripple. Some of them. Probably, yes. Like, Hilton is fine. Yeah. Right? But, like, like there's a lot of restaurants. I mean, I've saying. been to Orlando. So, I've been to Orlando. And, but, but again, are those are, are the fighting? people that matter. No, but what I'm saying is, like, those are, the, those are the people that matter. I don't care about Hilton. What do I care about Hilton? I care about the mom and pop restaurants in Orlando. All I'm saying is, I think that to some degree you should care. If your if your argument is that the whole city crumbles without Disney, then you should care so. about you should care about Hilton because there are housekeepers, there are cooks, there are people who work in administrative positions. Sidebar, if you want something good to watch, I was watching that Obama show on Netflix, work, what we do. Oh all yeah, day. yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. I said, not me crying in the end of episode one. It was really good. Why am I crying? It was um, but it is when we think about sort of the way that all of these sort of like tasks and roles and like jobs. All the more reason you should do. understand where I'm coming from. I understand where you're coming from, but I think it's about the orientation that we're considering Disney. I think you're thinking of Disney as parks first, right? Like you. No, I think that you- I'm thinking it like you are. It. Not only is it parks, but I'm just thinking about like what is in Orlando that is Disney, and what you told me is like it's parks, it's animation. Um, they do obviously I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, no, it's the whole it's the whole corporate structure. But it's I the think whole that a lot of structure. I think a lot of people that have desk jobs that work at Disney are not impacted in the same way that people who work in the parks would be if it up and left. And I'm just saying that if Disney was like, this is ghetto, we're going to open up a lot next to Tyler Perry Studios in the state of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, Like I think a lot of people would go. Would everyone be able to go? No. Okay. Okay. So a lot of people would go, right? But then you don't think Orlando itself cripples? I don't think Orlando itself cripples because I think that the very niche circumstances of what the political divide is in this country and the way that people are caping for pure insanity because they feel like white people are being left behind, like considering all of that, Uh Ron DeSantis says, I got Disney out of here. I told y'all I was pushing back on woke corporations. I told y'all I wasn't bending the knee. I told y'all I'm not doing none of this, you know, basic human rights nonsense. Mm-hmm. I told y'all all of these things. And I think that when all of a sudden all of these people have now left in the and Ron DeSantis goes, the great city of Orlando is ready to welcome you with your, you know, uh, welcome you with open arms because there are people who live in other states that are over here like, yeah, we don't want to say gay either. So guess what? We will not say gay in Florida. Guess what? We don't want our kids learning. We don't want CRT. I don't, I think that those same people are, they're doing things where they live and there is depending on the type of work that they do, depending on what that is, those are, they're going to find similar work whether that's they're bringing their businesses with them, whether that's they're bringing their, you know, they're going to do the same type of like manual labor. If Disney left the state of Florida, they got to do something with that park. <laughs> they got 200 and like 25,000 acres of park. And that you they think whatever company is coming is going to have the same amount of revenue that Disney did for that. I city. don't think that it's, I don't think it's about revenue. I but don't think that it's that about the city is running. I don't think that it's about matching it revenue for revenue. I think, and I don't think that it's about like just because. Yeah, but like this is on what messaging, it was. I was I was agreeing with you. It's not to me. It wasn't about the messaging that I felt like that Ron would get blowback from Orlando from. He'd get blowback from them because they'd be like, "Well, now I have a bunch of people that are out of work." And I. And honestly, you just saying that also just made it click for me. Why would he care? <laughs> so then, Why so then my, care? so that's Why, my no. point. Why my point care? is, my point is, then Orlando would be like, oh no, I don't agree. <laughs> okay, and so the city. So of that's why when we started. The city. So the city that's why when we started. 
they are beautiful. That's why when we started, I had said, oh, they'd go to him and they'd be like, oh, no, we can't. But I, I, okay, fine, fine. I'm willing for you to cut the last 15 minutes of us arguing. And I'll say, I'll concede. They will go to him and they'll be like, we hate this. And he's going to be like, and I don't care. Yeah, and I think uh, so. so we're, back, the long- we're back to where we are now. But I think he hurts himself popularity-wise, though, in I his don't. own state. And if he can't rally his own state, then he can't win a presidency. There's then he's going to get beat by Trump again. There's 317,000 people that live in Orlando, okay? And there's 22 million people that live in the state of Florida. He's not thinking about pissing off. But then, you know, Trump's just going to nitpick that. That's what Trump does with all the other Republican candidates. Listen, Trump's he just going to be like, he might, this he guy might can't nitpick. even... Yeah, and then Ron Sanders is gonna be like, "Can you worry about whether or not you're going to prison? Like, don't worry about me." Well, but I for said, Trump, that's actually a good thing. He's gonna be like, "That's notoriety on my back, baby." Oh my goodness, has it not worked? No, <laughs> y'all put that I, man, y'all put that man in the presidency, who and is he did y'all? way way stuff worse. He did way worse stuff than who him is, going to prison. Who is this y'all? Little thing. Yeah, but he, yeah, but Ron Sanders. I'm just saying, Ron Sanders would be like, "Let me say something." I. I, unlike you, because I think that's the only thing, am a man of my word. <laughs> I said I was going to end, <laughs> I was gonna end sexuality, I was gonna end race, and I was gonna end wokeness. And in the state of Florida, he, it's he calls been eradicated. him Meatball Ron. And <laughs> so, he would have some words for Meatball Ron. Listen, it's a clown show, as we know. It's getting <laughs> unserious at every turn. It's giving, okay, uh, Pluto would dog walk both of them, okay, in a national poll of popularity. However, Rondo won it with the mouse. He better okay, chill out. Well, you That's know, why he losing. He's, he's. Why you think Bob puff, puffing his chest like that at Ron? Because he know. He know he got him in his it? pocket. I just, I, this is going to be, to me, this feels like a thing that's like going to be taught in like communication schools, law schools, like this (laughs) whole era of Disney is, is going to be one for the books because there's too many moving pieces and I don't know what's going to happen. So how do you see this end up? Just in general? Yeah. So like what happens to the mouse in five years? Where's the mouse? Is Disney plus still around? How did this fight with DeSantis end? And is Hulu still a part of Disney or did they just shed that Hulu name and the content is just under Disney? Um, I think that the first question is, is Disney still around? Is Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Um, I think that depends on what the rest of the landscape looks like. I think that as we're starting to see all of these brands absorb their counterparts, I'm like, that is the biggest brand in the Disney, Hulu, ABC, ESPN, uh, Nat mm-hmm. Geo umbrella. So mm-hmm. if streaming is still around, then yes. It will uh, be. Disney, is, Disney Plus is still around. Uh, what was the next question? Uh, my next question was, in five years... Right. Mm-hmm. How did this uh, DeSantis Disney thing play out? Okay. Um, in five years, DeSantis v. Disney. Um, 
I am not sure. I think I would say that I don't know how it's going to shake out, but what I do know is that they'll be in a legal fight for the next year and a half. Mm, Like they're going to be in this until uh, it's time to vote for president. Mm. Like, I don't know who's going to be victorious, but I know that it's going to be one of those things of like, it's going to be right before the 2024 election. And the question is going to be like, okay, where have we landed on the mouse versus, you know, Mm. the meatball? And Mm. are we going to come to a conclusion with that? Or are we going to figure out who, you know, is the next president? I do think that it's, it would be in Ron's best interest to just take the L because I'm like, you you quite literally. I'm telling you, if he lets this go by then, he's doing Trump a favor. Well, you can't run for president and be fighting Mickey. It, like, there's just not enough hours in the day. You know, and everyone's like, it's crazy that Beyonce and I have the same 24. No, you don't. You don't have the same 24 hours. But let me tell you what else. About 24 also, hours. Also, he doesn't have as much money as. The yes, house. there's not enough. He, he, the, they no. will later get him to death. Let me see. What's Ron DeSantis' net worth? His little net worth ain't shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ron, Ron, Ron. <laughs> Ron probably don't even got a 401k. Well, actually, he has 300. Sorry, he has $30,302 in the Florida <laughs> retirement system. I'll have you know. Uh, yeah, dog. This is crazy. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> that man has no money. And if I was him, I would just take the L. I'll just take the L, but you know. They estimate that it's $29 million of net worth. <laughs> Next. And I think he makes $134,000 on the governor's salary. Next. So, yeah, baby. I would have to say that. Gonna be a pass. See, this is. I'm so confused. I just opened up Forbes and now I'm screaming. At the end of last year, he was worth about $320,000 and still owed roughly $20,000 in student loans, according to a financial disclosure. That man report, just like filed he needs to stop fighting against Disney and go fight against the Supreme Court. He need to like, pick up one of them applications at Disney. <laughs> oh, what it sounds like. No, he needs to go get uh, Clarence Thomas to get it together and pass uh, Joseph Robinette Biden's student loan plan. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. <laughs> Said a word about tacky fights with the mouse. He needs to go over there and hit the picket line. <laughs> to get the girls in the Supreme Court to let these student look, you got more than twenty k. Let's eradicate. He that's what he needs to go over there and do. He so need that. He okay, need that. I'm like, sir, you are 44 years old. You have a lot of life left to live, and uh, you know these loans are going to follow you. Can you imagine running for president Ooh. and having student debt? That's 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 called relatable. That could get you elected. Right there. 
<laughs> I'm weak. Not me about to run for president in four years. I'm not 35, so I have to be 35. That's relatable right there. Well, yeah, I got student loan debt, too. Okay. All right. I got debt. We did this together. Oh, my goodness. See, this is when I know I'm done talking to you. I'm just saying, anything's possible. <laughs> America, the land of opportunity where you could run for president <laughs> and owe the government <laughs> for some little crusty degrees that the government told you to get. Listen, Ron, we not our Venn diagram of life experiences. There's not a lot of overlap, but having student debt is That's our bipartisanship issue. That is that is a hundred percent. Wow. Well, sorry to everyone who had to listen to Sankara and I argue through delirium. That was amazing. I love that. Oh my gosh. We got I'm into just, our political bag. I'm like, wow. Shout out to no. Ron. Shout out to Ron being the cause of our fight. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I'm tired. You're sick. Go heal yourself. I'm going to go take a nap. I can't go to sleep. It's my time. But uh, <laughs> as always,